What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have Luke the Dingo Trembath here with us. So I've known the Dingo for a little over a year now, and he's been someone that I've got to know through his company, Find Your Grind. But if you don't know who the Dingo is, he is an Australian snowboarder who has been sponsored by Monster Energy and Oakley for years. He has also been featured on Fuel TV's series, The Adventures of Danny and the Dingo. And he's been a professional snowboarder for decades now. It's funny because I actually used to watch The Adventures of Danny and the Dingo, and it wasn't until last year when I met the Dingo where I put two and two together, and I was like, wow, this is such a throwback because, number one, I love snowboarding, and now I met his business partner, Nick Gross, who has also been at the show at my event that I hosted with Drama from Young and Reckless. So we've been able to have some great times, and it was such a pleasure to have him on today's episode. We talked about the future of education, what they're doing with Find Your Grind, their new office here in Hollywood, and much, much more. So with that being said, please take a moment, share this episode with a friend, and let's dive into the show. What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we have the man Luke the Dingo Tremboth here with us. Thanks so much for coming on, brother. Dude, it's I'm stoked that we're hanging out again. It was your we launched your podcast on Find Your Grind yesterday, and we touched base, and you were like, "I'm here." Yeah, and now you're sitting in the office. <laughs> this so is, you're here. This is my first time here in yeah. the office. Well, yeah, it's a studio slash office. It's a little. It's a different than the office you first came to and that you did your podcast in. But yeah, this is kind of our new creative space, dude. This I'm, is this is the noise nest powered by Find Your Grind. I, so I love it, man. Like literally, every since ever since we first met last year, it was through. Uh, it was at the event that I did with Drama where right. I met Nick and yep. then he invited me out to the first Find Your Grind yep. event yep. and then I went to the one in Arizona and then went to LA and just to see what you guys have created is super dope and every time I, I'm in your presence, just the energy is super high. So, I mean, first off, the new office, talk to me about it. Everyone that's listening, this is a studio, it's a office, it's a creative hub. Like, a what full, is this new place? It's a full creative space. So my partner, Nick Gross, founded this building we're sitting in right now nine years ago, and this used to be a recording studio. It still is a recording <laughs> studio. There's a couple of rooms in there. And then as the times evolved, uh, the building across the way, which is you saw, which is yeah. a much nicer studio, <laughs> it's kind of become the studio hub and, and, and what we wanted to create down here. And I'll say it because it was kind of like, you know, you, we met you through drama and I've known drama and Rob a very long time, right? Yeah. Dr like Rob's been somebody I've looked up to for a long time. I was lucky enough to be on Rob and Big. I met drama when drama had no tattoos. He had buck teeth <laughs> and used to wear like full on Ohio tank tops. You know, so me and Nick have always just wanted to create this like space that is similar to the Fancy Factory. We want, you know, we want to create that fun vibe. We want to create the energy. We want a space that anyone that can come through and we want to pump out content here. It's relevant to find your grind. Uh, you know, we're heavily involved in, 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 in music. And so this is the Noise Nest and it's powered by Find Your Grind, which is, you know, our self-discovery platform, which you're very aware of. Yeah, no, I love it, man. For everyone that doesn't know Find Your Grind, you guys have so many things that you guys are launching and partnerships and podcasts. Just what is Find Your Grind for those that don't know? And what are you excited about? Find Your Grind, self-discovery platform. We're helping the next generation find career paths and jobs of the 21st century. And that's been our motto leading up to now. But now moving from 2020 to 2030, the world's being flipped upside down right now. And I think yeah. more than ever, 
we, we the, the displacement of jobs and where we're headed you know we've got billions of people that we need to align to career paths and what's going to emerge of the future of the work so for us it's trying to help find out what those jobs are and then aligning people and we like to say find your guy lifestyle first like when you're a young kid you used to whether your dad was a firefighter your dad was a policeman or a lawyer or uh, or, or built houses whatever usually typically you'd be like oh that's what so-and-so did in the family line that's what i'm gonna do yeah uh mm-hmm. and 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 we've known that you know over the course of especially the last 20 years, college has changed so much. Yeah. And I think getting a four-year degree on a degree that you're never going to use is, 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 is happening more and more and more. And, and, and looking at the state of where college is at, uh, it's, it's for us, it's like, I think if you have a skill set, you know, the uh, Microsoft, IBM, Silicon Valley, the tech world, yeah. you don't need any degree to, to any sort. Yeah. If you're smart enough, <laughs> they want you. And I think that's now going to be uh, the forefront of what's going on in the future. Google just announced today that they're coming out with uh, t- technically like a six-month college plan that's going to be wow. you know a quarter of the cost. Our whole thing is like if we could create a platform that IBM comes to find your grind and says, hey, we know we're giving away 50,000 jobs in this amount of time and we need them to be verified. We could do the course. The course would take three to six months. Yep. And then IBM can go through and look and say, hey, or Google can go through, or Microsoft can go through and say, hey, look, we know that they've been verified through Find Your Grind. We know they can do this, 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 and this. Now you're qualified to go work for us. And it's not putting you out of, out of pocket. At, like, I think there are more and more people. That, that, that one of the biggest, we, we, we did a, a, a charity event with the LAPD, Wounded for Warriors, and we got to sit with the chief of police and this, this group of people that are hardworking people. And, 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 ask for a raise of hands if like their hard-earned money that was told that their kids are going to get a degree and get a job has worked. 75% of those people put their hands up and said, all our kids are back home wow. not doing anything. So it's like there, there's a huge gap in the system. I think that gap now is, 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 is getting further and further apart. And we've always just been like lifestyle first. I'm an ex-pro snowboarder. I came to America uh, to, to, to snowboard and was very mm-hmm. like fortunate and unfortunate. You know, I never became... Uh, an Olympic gold medalist. I never became an X Games gold medalist, but I've been in the industry since I was a teenager yeah. and, 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 and was around when, you know, we started a, a glove company called Grenade Gloves, which became a huge company within Zoomies and within yep. Action Sports uh, and ended up having a, a TV show on Fuel TV, The Adventures of Danny and Dingo, which led to me meeting Rob Dyrdek and being on Robin Big and Fantasy Factory and around Jeff Tremaine and the Jackass crew. And I've just been around this industry and what it's been able to give back to me. And I put my hand up and was like, hey, like I've never, uh, I, I didn't graduate high school. It's not something I'm proud of, <laughs> but I started working when I was a teenager. and I've had all these different jobs. Not one person's ever asked me, what degree do you have? Or let me see your degree. Yeah. So I think moving forward is, is and, and, and we like to say at Finds Your Grind, it's lifestyle first. What lifestyle do you want to lead? And here are the skill sets. And we have these tools and assets that, and product that can assess you over, you know, a three, four month period. And, and after that assessment, we can then show you the career paths that are best suited for the skills you have. Not saying, hey, I want to be a doctor, I want to do this. And then all of a sudden they tell you to like cut open a rat and you can't <laughs> see blood. Like maybe you shouldn't be a doctor. Yeah. I think if you're going to be a lawyer or create an economy on Mars, go to school for nine years. Yeah. Remember, we've got lots of doc- we got lots of doctors and lots of lawyers, but there are all these areas that we need to like fill in the gap. And I think the American dream 
worked in the 50s, worked in the 60s, worked in the 70s, worked in the 80s, worked in the 90s, come to the 2000s, then we see this backslope, right? There's yeah. just been this huge digress or, or, or decrease in, 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 in people being aligning their degree and then having to go back and getting another degree. Getting two degrees is what, eight years yeah. at minimum? Yep, 100%. In eight years, how much has the world changed? How much has the world changed in one year, two years, five <laughs> years? So there's, there's a huge gap. And that's where we came in with Find Your Grind with our other uh, partner, Mike Smith, who's the number one youth speaker in the country, Nick and Natasha Gross. And the four of us have aligned and kind of over the last, you know, four years built this kind of establishment, which started in live events, you know, and you've yeah. been to the events we did with Amazon and TikTok last yep. year on, on College Fest. And that's where we started in live events. And then we ended up in this space of being able to, we sort of such a hole and, and, and we know that there's a hole where teachers aren't familiar with what's going on in the new, in the new, new. we yep. know if teachers can be there to facilitate. So we're just trying to find a simpler way for people to be able to find career paths and jobs that are best suited for them and not going down the wrong road and not getting yourself in debt or your parents in debt yeah. or whoever in debt to then end up working back at, you know, a coffee shop, which yeah. happens all the time. Yeah. And it's fine. <laughs> I, I love that, that there are that, that those jobs available, but having people that have master degrees working at coffee shops is it's a little weird. <laughs> you know, and if we don't yeah, if we don't address the situation, we're going to be in huge yeah. trouble. And especially now, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know which way we're going. We've got like entertainment shut down. We've got all these careers mm -hmm. that are kind of being shut down. We've got arguments now between state to state on whether kids should go back to school or not go back to school. And there's just a huge displacement that's happening. And I thought that was very interesting in 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 some of the facts that have come out. And people that have money, you're going to see. I think. I think veer off into um, tutored or, or homeschool or people that can like uh, uh, afford to do that with their kids. I think you're gonna see more and more of that. And, and the ones that can't afford it are gonna be left in the public school system. And it's, it's just a weird time. Yeah, 100%. So, so you're from Australia, right? Yeah, so I grew up <laughs> in uh, a little beach town uh, outside of Melbourne, Australia called okay. Mount Martha. I grew up snowboarding uh, at a resort called Mount Buller. And snowboarding, I grew up. I grew up on the beach in a tiny little beach town, and, okay. and surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, almost my things. I played other sports, uh, but that was what I was best at. My dad grew up snowboarding. My brother was five years older than me and was an amazing skier. So I just grew up on the snow snowboarding. I think I was like six or seven when I first got on a snowboard, okay. and that was like my first love. By the time I was eleven, I uh, was junior national champion. And then okay. by the time I was 12, 13, I was competing and traveling on a world level, sponsored by Oakley, my first ever sponsor. So and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then made it here to America, trained with the US snowboard team. Uh, met up with a crew like Danny Cass and Travis Rice and, 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 and Sean White. These are all people I met when we were like young teenagers. Mm, that's so crazy. And then Grenade formed um, out of Danny and his brother and then a whole other group of us and we were just this revolution this like we were like the 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 the, 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 the misfits of snowboarding we were like a band of brothers or, yeah. or a group of kids that just had passion in this one thing that was snowboarding and we kind of created this like revolution in snowboarding yeah. and we like you know started from making snowboard gloves and we made awful snowboard gloves but <laughs> it was about it, it, it was about the group of people and what we stood for and then it ended up growing into being one of the biggest snowboard brands yeah. of, of, of that time. Dude, I used to wear a grenade all the time. That's cool. Like literally in Zoomies, you guys were all yeah. over Zoomies. And I think it was in middle school. I'm 20 now. And I was yeah. in middle school, I would say, what, like seven years ago or yeah. something like that. But so you came to the U.S. for snowboarding. Yeah. When you came to the U.S., like, was it, was it, what were your goals? Was it, hey, go pro and do this for the rest of my life? Or like, what was the intention? That was it. There? You come to America. I came to America and I came from what I came from. I got here and I was like, I'm never going back. Right, okay. and that was to be a pro snowboarder. But you got to remember, in that time, this is early two thousands, I was in the hottest era to become. Yeah, Sean White, 
Travis Rice, Danny Cass, you go down the lineup of like the group of snowboarders we were around who are some of the best snowboarders still today yep. and the most recognizable snowboarders. A guy by the name of Pat Bridges handed me a microphone when I was 16 and then I hosted the water, the the water, the uh, Waterville Valley World Quarter Pipe Championships, which is like this barge contest yeah. in Waterville Valley, which was after the US Open of snowboarding. And in that, in that small amount of time, in, t- in 2002, um, when uh, we're at the Olympics, Danny, uh, JJ, D- Danny, uh, uh, JJ Thomas, and Ross Powers swept the podium for snowboarding. It was the <laughs> second year that snowboarding had been in the Olympics, but it was in Park City. Okay. And it was the first American sweep in 52 years. So then all of a sudden, snowboarding became mainstream. Yeah. We're on Wheaties boxes and these things, and corporate companies are coming after us. And it was just this whole change. And our lives changed. And in that time, I got handed a microphone. The first time I was really on TV, I hosted MTV Made when I was like okay. 19. And that kind of gave me a main, like walking down the Platform. street and kids like, oh my God, that's Dingo. Yeah. You know? Where, where does the name Dingo come from? So like there's a couple people that feel like they gave that name to me, but it comes from Hunter Beeman, Kyle Clancy, and Zach Leach are all three people we grew up snowboarding with. We're okay. partying one night and they called me, they'll call me Emu, they'll call me Ostrich, they'll call me Dingo. Dingo <laughs> kind of stuck. The first full page spread I ever come out in a magazine, snowboarder magazine, just said the Dingo. Okay. So I've been the Dingo ever since then. <laughs> and, 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 and when I got handed that microphone, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to be Sean White. I wanted to be Travis Rice. I wanted to be Danny Cass. I wanted to be the best snowboarder in the world. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen for me. And for Pat Bridges, the editor of Snowboarder Magazine, to be able to see that, hand me a microphone, tell me something I didn't want to hear. But also in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not going to move home because I don't want to build houses. Yeah. Right? And that in the back of my head, I was like, I'm not going to go home and build houses. Get handed this microphone. And I hosted the US Open when I was 17 years of age, which is like snowboarding's biggest kind yeah, of event yeah. apart from, from X Games. It was like the core one. Jake Burton started. I'm yep. kind of working for Jake Burton, you know? And I, I hosted the US Open for six years in a row. And I was the youngest kind of old time. I became like the face of, yeah. of, of Burton and their events. And then got all these other opportunities, hosted with the Grand Prix series, which was the Olympic qualifiers. And that kind of led into to, to having this TV show, which is the Danny and Dingo show. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, and that was on Fuel TV that we had for, Seven years. This all happened really quick for me. I came, I came over here. We're still dating. Like, I'm not even 21 yet. Oh, you know, wow. 22 when all this has kind of happened. Yeah. Which made a turn for the worst. We'd had this company that was doing well. and I, Yeah. And, and I had been announcing, i become this host. I had a column in Transworld. I had a column in Snowboard Magazine. I'd kind of become the unofficial voice of snowboarding at, at this really young age. And, and, and for me... It all, it all went belly up. I fell into like this gnarly depression. And I didn't want to tell anyone about what I was going through. And, 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 and my family, my peers, my the people that work for us, everyone around is like, oh, it's Dingo. He's doing great. I always want people yeah. to feel great. And I fell into this hole where like I like, I was dark. And, and, and rather than expressing what I was going through, I hit it. And I hit it up and I bottled up for like a year and a half until I, I came home one day and ate a bunch of pills and tried to, Blackout no and way. ended up a girlfriend at the time found me. Ended up in the hospital. Woke up and had to deal with this immense pain because I had been living every day, going to film a TV show, going to doing everything I was doing, and to the eye of everybody else, I put on a, a bit of weight, so that was noticeable there. Some people had sent me to counselors, but I just didn't want to acknowledge yeah. the situation. And then I really had to acknowledge the situation after I tried to kill myself and woke up in the hospital and blacked out the whole thing. They brought me back to life. It was just a moment where I still didn't want to face it at that time. Damn. But like people didn't realize that like what I have the pressure I was putting on at a young age, the pressure that I was going through and the shit I was dealing with 
to 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 end up like that. And yeah. I just wish back then that I wasn't so embarrassed about what I was going through, and that I would that I would have stood up and like not yeah. made such a painful because I should have been living the time of my life. But during the time of my life when I was a kid, it was the most painful time because I didn't feel like I had anyone to turn to. You got to understand, like I've been living on my own since I was. 15 years of age. Yeah. That's a that's a that, that's a huge way on its own and that's why I see so much in you of me and like <laughs> oh, I know what you're going through and I know there's these peaks and valleys but it's just your story and then even like the stuff you did for drama back in the day that's the stuff Rob did for me when I was a kid and you're a go-getter and 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 after spending that little bit with you and seeing yeah. how far you've come in the last year, year and a half, how long <laughs> we've known each other, it's it's mind-blowing to I me. So it's like it. I see a lot of me in you and that's why I'm here. I'm always going to support you. And I'm like proud. I see the stuff you're doing. I'm like, it makes me proud because I did the similar things when I was your age. I put myself out there. Yeah. I failed a bunch, but I was still putting myself out there and, and it worked. You know what I mean? Like you said, like, 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 like you said, you know, I had no other options. I had no other options. It was either do what I did or I was going to move home yep. and get a real job. And where I grew up, most of my friends are plumbers or builders, which is fine. I I I, I love them and what they do. And but like I that, that, I, I couldn't have done that. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't. I don't have that that driving me to wake up at four or five in the morning and <laughs> hustle like that. It's, yep. it, it was just not in me. So, you know, I, I went through some super hard times to, to 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 get to where we are today. And that was all pre find your grind. You know, yeah. it was like after uh, the TV show ended in like 2013. And, uh, and then I moved out to Malibu and then we offloaded grenades. So for the first time in my life, I really had like a clean, clean cleanse slate. of like what was going to go on in my life. And I've known Nick since- I was about to ask, how did you meet Nick? I met Nick in 2007, I think. And then Nick was sleeping on, I, I'm, I'm, Nick was sleeping on my couch in no like 2007, shit. 2008 when we were <laughs> younger here. And Nick was on- um, uh, TV show, right? Yeah, he was on Laguna Beach, yeah. and then the Danny Dingo show. So we had a similar filmers. So that's how we met up by uh, one of our oh, wow. by one of our filmers had had linked us, and um, and so we'd met, and and then we we'd spent a bit of, a bit of time apart, and uh, and and when I everything set for me, I moved out to Melbourne. I was like, what do you want to do in your life? And that's when I met Mike Smith. I met Mike Smith at Ryan Checkler Golf Tournament in two thousand. 12 or 13 okay. and, and Mike's taking pictures of me and I was going to Ryan's mom and I was like, Gretchen, who is this kind of like weirdo who kind of looks like me taking pictures? <laughs> he'd won a competition. Um, uh, he'd won a competition to come to Ryan's golf tournament and, 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 and funnily enough, he did this putting competition and, and, at the Ryan Sheckles golf tournament and he won, I think it was $25,000, okay. $50,000 for his charity and it was like literally Ricky Fowler and all these people like Ricky Fowler like literally <laughs> helped him putt this putt into and I was, yeah. I, and, and at the time, I'd been going through what I'd been going through and I wanted to voice my opinion to young kids. And Ryan's mom, Gretchen, was like, hey, like, you should go see Mike speak. So I went and listened to Mike speak. That was uh, at, at a high school in Huntington. And I watched him yep. transform a room for 11th and 12th graders. And he made the cool kids, he made the cool kids uncool and the uncool kids cool. And I was like, man, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but I got on a plane and went to Lincoln, Nebraska, a place I'd never heard of. Yeah. And then started going to school to school with him. And I started wow. telling my story about depression yeah. and my suicide attempts. And at that time, I was able to walk into a high school and kids like, oh my God, this dingo from ridiculousness. Yeah. You know, and kids knew. But I was there to tell a story, a dark story. And every time I was able to tell my story, I was able to make a connection with one kid, two kids, 10 kids. But what I realized is we're all the same and we just needed a voice. So I slowly started becoming a voice and getting and getting my pain out, but it was like it was like therapy for me. Yeah. It was like me being able to voice my opinion to young kids that are going through the same stuff. We all just want to be heard. So it started with that, and 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 Mike was doing these amazing events, and then Nick and Natasha had been had been doing the the, the stuff here locally in LA through the foundation. Yep. 
And I kind of linked the two of them and was like, hey, look, I think we need to form a super company here. Yeah. <laughs> let's take this national-wide, let's take this globally. And then the Fonja Grind Tour went out uh, on 2017 when we went out and we had the two of us. And yep. we were, you know, in front of, I think, you know, it was like 250,000 kids in that year. And, and we were just doing live events. And then we started hiring people within the space. And then slowly, you know, been working on 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 building this product. The new product will come out come out this year. But yeah, up until last year, it was events in high schools and events in yeah. colleges with the partnership with Amazon and TikTok. So it's that's so dope. It's, it's been a wild ride, you yeah. know, this like up and down. But for me, it always it always kind of made sense. Like as a young kid, I had everything happened happened so quickly, and it wasn't like I set out for it. I came to America to be a pro snowboarder, yeah. and, and it happened, but I didn't wasn't the best snowboarder and all these things just kind of veered off and I was announcing snowboard competitions and then ended up on TV and then stayed on TV and had this like massive run on TV and was just fortunate enough to be around Derek and be around Tremaine and be around these people that like had my back. Uh, But for me to always continuously kind of grow, you know, and I think there's been phases of, I've made a lot of, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've, I've done wrong and I've been able to come back and like make up for whatever I've done wrong. And now I feel like, I used to be insecure with my own skin. I used Mm. to like not like myself. And I think that's half the reason why I ended up depressed and suicidal. How did you get through that? Like what was the, you know, getting through that was like waking up in the hospital and being like, God, it's a doctor. Yeah. And then that's, that's, that's the lowest point because then you've got to talk to your family. Then you've got to talk to people and then you've got to go to these therapy classes. And then you've got to like, and you kind of, for a while, you feel like an outsider because you're still not, your head's still not right. And it wasn't until I started speaking to kids about, you know, trying to commit like my suicide attempt and what I'd gone through that I started to get better. And as I've gotten older and the more I, the more I do with, you know, in education and with kids, the more I'm more secure about who I am and, and, and not trying to be someone else. You get it. It's like, you know, being around like, you know, Derek of these people. And sometimes you just wish you had the, they had, but you've got to realize the power that you have. And it's like, Never try and be somebody you're not. You can look at Derek or you can you, you you can look at whoever you want. You take the skill, Ryan Seacrest, whoever it may be, little John, you take the best skill, you take skill sets from them and 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 add that to you, but don't try and be them. Never yeah. try and be someone else. Be the best you you can be and take skill sets or things you like about other people or, or characters, but don't try and be someone you're not. Totally. Where did Monster come to the picture? I'm actually, you know, we're drinking some monsters yeah. right now. You got the hat on, like Monster, I know that you know they're when it comes to the partnership that you have with them. Where did that come into the picture? So I'm I'm one of the longest running uh, ambassadors for the company. I did my first deal with the company in 2006, and I was just an ambassador, snowboarder, okay. TV guy. Yeah, and then it went into like big TV guy, and it was around the time like when Jackass and 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 really what Bam and Diderik were doing was infiltrating brands onto television. Yeah. So I just kind of mimicked what Rob was doing and he kind of helped me go through it all. And I took Monster into this TV space and and as I grew, I kind of helped them grow. And, you know, it's 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 weird. It's, you know, uh, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, you know, yeah. and, and, and here in America, we're the number one energy drink brand have been for some time. And as the company's grown, I think I've been able to maintain a corners to it and 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 I treat it like it's my own brand. Um and, 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 and it's, it's, it's the, the way that this, like from the CEO all the way down, it's like, 
the, the, the monster, like the, the, the feeling you get or, or the feeling I give you about monster is the feeling, the same feeling they're going to give you. When I first met yeah. Rodney Sachs, the CEO of Monster, he sat on the ground and talked to me. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like what's this guy doing sitting on the ground yeah. talking to me? And I'll never forget that. And I've been able to take that and do the same for other people. Never think you're bigger than what you are, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I've always seen about monsters. So th they, they took care, such good care of me when I was younger and it transformed into it that like for now, you know, being able to still be a brand ambassador, you know, they, that we did the title sh sponsorship for NASCAR like three years ago. Nobody wanted to buy it, but I put my hand up and I became the ambassador for Monster Energy to NASCAR. The next thing you know, I'm living in the middle of America. I'm traveling <laughs> from racetrack to racetrack, yeah. waving the flag at the Daytona 500. <laughs> stand like we, the first, the, with the first day, the first Daytona 500, we won with our driver, Kurt Busch. And I'm literally with the president of the company and we're Gronk and me and we're on stage and freaking confetti <laughs> everywhere. And like, it's just, it's just a weird, but like as we're growing, I've been able to maintain that corners to like what Monster yeah. Energy is. And, you know, we started in action sports. We're always going to be part of action sports, but we've grown, you know what I mean? Like we're the leader in action sports and motorsports, yeah. but we've gone into UFC. Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes and now is now ours. We have Tiger Woods. We have Gronk. We have all these amazing, but everyone that we represent, it's badass. Like yeah. if you look at, you know Tiger Woods is Monster Energy. Come on. Yeah. It's like <laughs> if there's any golfer that should be a part of it, same as football. How do we go into football? Oh, yeah. We get Rob Gronkowski. He's the perfect fit yeah. for Monster Energy on football, you know? And 100%. it's like, these people are going to be lifelong people, a part of like what we're doing and they fit into the brand. They are Monster Energy. So it's like, you know, I, I, I got very lucky, but I also worked really hard, you know? And I, I, I've, I've, done a, I've done a lot for the sales program over yeah. there. And you've got to realize like, without the Monster Sales team, there is no Monster Energy marketing. So totally. we, I, I spent a lot of time in sales and understand that. And it's just this world that I've kind of understood. And I'd say like, you know, I'm a bit of a Monster Energy encyclopedia. So, totally. you know, the brand, the, the, you know, the high ups are, are always going to like that. And I'm going to tell people how it is. I'm not, I'm not going to shy back, you yeah. know? What have you learned from, you know, since you were 21, switching from, you know, not only snowboarding, but now running brands and scaling brands. Like what is the key to, to building a, a strong brand? I know that you guys have done that so well at Find Your Grind and just the way you and Nick and the entire team moves, like it's, it's different than anything I've seen before when it comes to the, the perception and the authenticity that you yeah. guys have. Like what do you think you guys do differently that separates you from other brands? I think like, A, you've got to fail. You got to continuously fail to move forward. Right, yep. but like I think for us in the education space, we're the most relevant in the education space to any company that's ever yeah. done anything in education. Totally. But that comes from the background. I'm action sports, he's music, and you tie all that in and we're culture. We yeah. are culture. Like anyone that sees a Find Your Grind product or a Find Your Grind mentor video or anything, you're like, wow, like that's cool. Yeah. And that's what we we are forever cool and relevant, which no other education company's ever been able to do. So yeah. for us to walk into the space and like, Kids today, and you get it, you're one of them. You can spot the, see through the bullshit straight away. If <laughs> yeah. someone's trying to sell you something or somebody's trying to do something like irrelevant, you guys, you guys, it goes straight over, it goes yeah, straight over there. Don't even pay attention. You don't want anything to do with it. So for us to be core and relevant in that space, that's just what we are. We've walked the line, yeah. you know? And so for us to be so deep in the trenches of music industry, entertainment industry, sports industry, like any of that, we, that's us. We yeah. got that, you know? And we're just pushing forward on everything else. So I think it's, we're in a space where we're so relevant and on top and, and on and on point. We also lived it. You know what I mean? Like yep. I like was never meant for college, but look at me. I've never had a degree, but I've worked in so many different fields and all these different industries. So it's like I just want to be able to give back and find the right home. If you want to go that lifestyle for, if you've got a lifestyle that you want to lead, we're gonna point you in the direction and find out what's best suited for you yeah. and and how you can get there. 
What's your thoughts on, you know, colleges maybe not reopening with you guys doing live events? I know it was at a couple of them last year, but how have you guys pivoted during the last five, six months? Well, we've got Future Ready coming out. So Mike Smith's got an eight-week program that's going to be a virtual like yep. class over eight weeks. Um, and it's, it's, it's tough, you know, like when are we going to do our next live yeah. show at high schools or in colleges? Yeah. I don't have an answer for you, you know, like I just spent a weekend away with a bunch of big musicians and... There's, there's nothing slated anytime like soon. touring, all that sort of stuff. Not touring. It's, it's over. Like, when are we going to throw a rager on a college campus? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. So we've just, just had to adapt, and we're going to do these virtual events, and we're going to continue to create these products that can be learned in home. I don't, you know, right now, like, there's this argument of, like, should schools go back? Why, like, will they? How will they? How will it work? And as of right now, in a whole, like, I don't think I don't think they should. Yeah, I don't see how I don't see how they can. Yeah, it's a crazy time, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally, I know. Like they they had some schools where they went and then they sent them back, and it's like that was this whole back and forth conversation within all the colleges, you know. You know, and 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 it's 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 a weird thing because like they've got college football back in training, but that's <laughs> that's a money play, right? Like that's like they they they, they need that. The, on the on the educating part, 3.9 million kids graduated college this year. Imagine being a college graduate of 2020 and trying to go into the workforce right now while the workforce is getting slammed. Yeah. Like, what do you imagine. do? I, all my friends and my brother's friends, it's like, they're they're literally, I'm watching them on social media and checking in with them and they're just shook. Like, literally, you couldn't have predicted this. You know what I'm saying? And then imagine if you got a degree in an industry in hospitality or travel or something. Yeah. Like, how do you even... You know, yeah. That means the last four years of your life was completely wasted. You don't even know when that industry is going to bounce back. And I think the landslide on America, to be honest with you, I think come Q1 of, of 2021 is going to be a, the biggest corporate layoff we've seen ever. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like we're, still, we're still not at the peak of what's going to happen, yeah. I believe, in Corona. We're in war times. Yeah. Do you go back to Australia a lot? I mean, I used to, yeah, but you know, we got family happened. back there and that's home. And usually I do three, four trips throughout the year there. Okay. And this year, I don't even know, like if I to get back in Australia right now, you've got to go through military guard. And if you fly really? in, you're in a hotel under military guard for 14 days before no they way. let you loose. Dude, I, I was in Sydney in February. Yeah. Like, for second week of February, I went there for like five days and we went to Bali, but I've never been to Melbourne. So where Melbourne, the hometown I'm from, where my mom is right now is you're not allowed to go five miles away from your home. No way. You're allowed to go out once a day to get food or water, like food or exercise. Is that locked down? Five miles, unless you're an essential worker, like insanity. For six, your, weeks. For six weeks. All your family's out there? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. When do you think, when do you think you'll be able to see them again? I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's insane. It's insane, right? Five miles. Why, why are these? Num- I don't know. I don't know. They came up with some weird That's rule. It's insane. actually five kilometers, so... It's, it's, yeah, I, 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 so I don't know. Long. So it's like people are like it's so bad here, but people need to realize yeah. it's, it's bad everywhere. Everyone's kind of yeah. dealing with these same problems. When it comes to this, you know, new space we're at, what are you excited about? Because I know at the last office I was at, I would always come in and it's just, like I said before, high energy, so many different projects are being worked on, awesome team members. But with this new, what do you call it? What's the correct term for this entire building or It's setup? a creative space. Creative space. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you excited about with it now that you guys just launched? To be honest, I want to... <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really excited to, you know, start pranking people in here. That's like what I'm most excited for is like to really start pranking people. Give me an example. What do you mean? You know, like imagine if like you got some people sitting here working, right? And then somebody's like, oh crap. 
is that it standing over there? <laughs> and then there's like an it, like it's like somebody standing in a costume, like standing yeah, over there. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, like somebody's like, whoa. And then like, it's like in the, <laughs> in the parking lot. And like, how do you get in here? And then like, he's banging. Like, I really want to scare people. Okay. Like, I want to get, I want to get pranks with it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> is that what you guys did at the old office? Nah, no, I have, we haven't done that. So like, this is a, this is a new, this is a new idea I have here to, to, to get the shit out of people. Holy shit. Well, that's, I, I was, I'm looking around like, as you're saying that, I'm like, am I about to get slimed? Like what's about to happen? <laughs> yeah. So I think we want to bring the fun out. I want people yeah. to like, you know, I think we're going to. You know, you could come here and there could be a boxing ring out there. And we okay. may make you may make you stand, go two for two. There could be a sumo wrestling suit and you got to like sumo wrestle to get in here or something. Okay, dude, how, how does work get done with all that happening? <laughs> it gets done. You just got to stay a little longer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> That's so dumb, man. When it comes to the future of not only find your grind, but you as an individual, like looking into the future, you've had so many different verticals throughout your career with snowboarding and hosting and TV and education. Like, as you look in the next 20 years, is there different industries that you want to get involved with that you're not currently into right now? Right. So there's there's 19 core industries, right, in, with within the world, right? And, and, and I think that where we're at now, my goal is to figure out like, or our goal is Find Your Grind, is to figure out what is the industries that the future needs the most and let's figure out how to get the most kids qualified and educated in those spaces to go into the workspace. I love that. Yeah. For kids listening that are, you know, debating college and th their future in a sense, like if they're coming across find your grind, what is the best way, what's the best thing they can do to stay in tune with what you guys are building? Right. So everything on there is the signups free that the mentor videos are free. You sign up and you take these assessments and just, just find out who you are. Like our job is to find out who you are. Like yeah. you do the assessments and we will show you your best skill sets. Then we will show you the careers that are best suited for your best skill sets. And then here are the opportunities with professional mentor videos yeah. late, late to it. So it's more about that's like your experience on Find Your Grime to be different than my experience. Yeah. They're two totally different people that come Love from that. two totally different worlds. And our, our goal is to have everybody have their own experience within the platform. That's so dope. Yeah. Talk to me about the podcast. Obviously, our our, uh, our show launched yesterday, which yeah. was super dope. Yeah, you've been on a tight season, man. It was John <laughs> Feldy, Travis Mills, Prince Jackson, Michael Jackson's kid. We got Damian Manda coming up, who owns uh, the nonprofit, the Anti-Poaching Foundation. Okay. He was in the Game Changes, the, docu the, the vegan documentary, yeah. military guy. He's coming up. And then Tony Hoffman, another uh, another uh, speaker, like, uh, uh, speaker in high schools who's an amazing human. The, 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 you're going to be the end of like the storytelling of it. And the, okay. new, the new season, we start shooting here in September. And, and, and that's another thing where we just want to pump. We want professionals coming throughout this building. And we're going to have the conversations on what the future of their industry looks like. So yeah. that's the next step to the Find Your Grind podcast. That's dope. Future ready conversations with professionals on what the future of their work looks like. That is so dope. And for everyone that doesn't know about the podcast, what is it called? And what was the the core mission when you guys launched? Because obviously I'm in the podcast industry. I love it. Just what was the, the vision for when you guys launched the show? The vision for the Find Your Grind podcast was pretty simple. It was about to storytell. It was about to find out where you come from, who you are, and like how you got to where you got to. Yeah. And that was the first two seasons. And now we know that it's more important than ever being 2020 and speaking to these professionals and giving information of what does the future of your industry look yeah. like? That's what we're going to put out. That's so dope. Yeah. Well, I got one more question before we wrap up, and that is just dingo. The dingo, I should say, for the people listening Where's not only the best place for people to stay in tune with what you got going on, but personally outside of work and business, what are you excited about in your personal life? 
Man, my personal life, I, I, my, my goal is to buy a 1978 Toyota Land Cruiser <laughs> okay. and a bunch of land in Montana. So like when Montana, I get that, when I get that, up. when I get that, that's, that's, that's my goal. That's my goal. Okay. Find your grind. It's like, find your grind on YouTube. We're just, we're starting to pump out a lot of content there. Yep. And, 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 and that's where everything at find your grind, find your grind, YouTube, find your grind.com, find your grind on Instagram. Like that's, that's, but like work stuff. YouTube and us putting out the new content, the podcast. You can find us on Spotify. Yep. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube and that stuff. But yeah, that's 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 kind of a wrap. Well, dude. Well, the dingo. I'm excited that we got this done, my man. Thanks so much for coming man. to the show. This is a good time. <laughs> Casey, this is good, dude. I feel like, you know, I'm following Larry King. I saw you did Doug Allen. <laughs> yeah. Made Entourage Bravo. was two of my favorite. I literally was ahead. I had coffee with him this morning. See what I'm saying? Dude? <laughs> like, I'm going to start hanging out with you more. You need an assistant or something? Dude, please. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Dingo, thanks so much for coming on, brother. Thanks, dude.